This is a LifeGate Church podcast. Tune in to hear from our team as we encourage you to discover the freedom and purpose that Jesus offers. If you want to find out more about who we are, visit lifegate.org.au. G'day and welcome. My name is Nathan. I'm the lead pastor of LifeGate. Thanks for joining us again. We're going to pray and then we're going to dive into the word. I encourage you to pray with me. Father, we thank you that you are the God that speaks to us. Father, we pray that you give us ears and hearts open to hear from you and that you would anoint me for this task of preaching your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friends, it was a Saturday night back in 1999 and I was out 10-pin bowling with a bunch of young adults from the church that I was a part of. And while we were there, one of the young ladies who was part of our group caught my attention. She just recently helped me serve a guy who needed some help who was a bit disadvantaged and we helped him move house. And she was there and I decided I want to ask her out on a date. Well, that's a bit nerve wracking. I wonder if you've experienced that. And I had all these thoughts in my head. Um, what will she say if I ask her on a date? Will she reject me on the spot? Um, how will she treat me? Will it be weird? How's she going to respond? Well, I decided to step into the unknown and I asked her out on a date. And thankfully she said yes. And after a few years, we were married and that happens to be my wife, Michelle. Today is our second week in our series entitled All In. And when I talk about being all in, I'm I'm talking about living all in, living all in for Jesus. The passage in Colossians 1 says, all things have been created through him, him is Jesus in this passage, and for him. This whole world, all of creation has been made for him, and that includes me. And if I'm made for him, my natural response is to live in a way that is all in for him, where Jesus is Lord of my life, where I live in a way that pleases him, where I fulfill his will for my life, where I find out his calling and live it out, treat him in the way he wants to be treated and treat his creation and the people that he created in the way that he wants. That's what it means to live for him and that's what it means for us to live all in. You know, when, I, when I, Jesus is asked what is the greatest commandment, he says this. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. And when we talk about Jesus, we're talking about God, um, God the Son, Jesus. But we're also talking about God the Father and God the Holy Spirit and where to live all in for this Godhead. And Jesus talks about how to treat God the Father here. He says, love God with all your heart with all your soul, with all your mind. God wants us to live a life where we are all in, where we are living all in for him. You know, being a Christian isn't like a part-time job, something that we do on the side or some sort of casual employment or or even a Sunday thing. It's an all-day thing. It's an everyday thing where we choose to honour God, the God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit with all of our lives. So in this series, we're going to be looking at people in the Bible who had seasons in their life where they lived all in. And it's important that I say seasons because every person in the Bible other than Jesus, at some point in their life, they got it wrong. We looked at um, Noah last week and he did incredible things about the ark, but later in his life he made mistakes. And as you look at Moses who, who just led the people into the promised land and, and, and heard from God later in his life, he also made some mistakes. But we also see seasons in their life where they were just incredible. 
And it's important that we celebrate these seasons and learn from them what it means for these people to be all in. And, and as we talk about living all in, I'm not talking about living a perfect life because the reality is none of us can live a perfect life this side of heaven. But what I'm talking about is, is living a life where we're number one, where we have a desire to honour God with our every part of our life, to honour Jesus, honour his spirit with every part of our life by the way we speak, by the way we act, by the way we use our time, by the way we treat people. There is a desire within us to honour him. And the second thing is about being deliberate, where we deliberately make choices that honour God. And as we do that, we are declaring that we are all in. As I said last week, we looked at Noah. And today, we look at Abraham. You know, I started this message by talking about asking Michelle out on a date and how I stepped into the unknown by asking her a question, will you go on a date with me? And thankfully, thankfully she said yes. And as we look at Abraham's life, we're going we're gonna to see a moment in his life where he stepped into the unknown, where he didn't know what his future was going to be like, and yet God asked him to step and he was obedient. Abraham was all in because he was obedient to God and stepped into the unknown. Our text for today is from Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 through 5. But before I read it to you, I just want to give you a couple of things that are important before we read this text. The first thing is this, is that when, when we read this text, it doesn't actually use the name Abraham. It uses the name Abram, which is short for Abraham. Um, the, the name Abram was given from his dad, Terah. He gave him that name. But in Genesis chapter 17, some five chapters later, God changes Abraham's name from Abraham to Abraham because he becomes the father of many nations. And today when we talk about this man, we always call him Abraham. We, we are, don't call him Abraham. So when, when, we, when we read the text and you see the word Abraham, you can just use the word Abraham, Abraham interchangeably. It's the same person. That's the first thing. The second thing, I just want to give you a, a, a bit about his family. Abraham was one of three brothers and his dad was named Terah. They lived in a place called Ur, which is like modern-day Iraq. And they lived there, and one of Abraham's brothers died. So Terah takes his, his other two sons and their wives up to a place called Haran with the intention of going to Canaan. That was the intention. But they didn't get to Canaan. They stopped in Haran and settled, settled there, and that's where Terah dies. So Abraham is there with his wife, his nephew Lot, and God speaks to him. And this is what we see from Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. It says, The Lord had said to Abraham, 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 <laughs> go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. Now that's a huge verse. We're going to come back to that. And then he makes six promises. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you'll be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you and all peoples on earth, sorry, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. Abraham was about 75 years old, 75, when he set out from Haran. In verse 5, he took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan and they arrived there. I want us to go back to verse 1 because what, what God asks Abraham to do is something really remarkable. 
he says this, the Lord, the Lord said to Abraham, go from your country, leave your country of birth, leave your people, your culture, your language, the people that you know, even your father's household, your other, even your extended family, leave them all and go where? Go to the land I will show you. <laughs> That's a big call. God is asking Abraham to start again. And God doesn't even tell him where he's going to go. He says, go to a place I'm going to show you. I wonder if God asked you to do that as you're watching this in your lounge room, maybe you're watching this at one of our facilities. If God spoke to you, maybe through a dream or Jesus turned up or even a, um, or an inner voice and God said to you, Nathan, I want you to leave your country, your people, your family and go to the land I will show you. I wonder how you would respond. I wonder how you respond. Let's look at how Abraham responded in verse 4. It says, so Abraham went as the Lord had told him. Abraham heard God, believed God, and was obedient to God. Abraham was all in. Abraham obviously knew God well, knew God well enough to hear his voice. He had enough trust in God that when God spoke, he knew that, 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 that God was trustworthy and he could do the thing that our God wanted him to do. And because he was obedient to God, I want to say this morning that today that Abraham was, was all in. He was all in for God because he was willing to be obedient and step into the unknown and go where God wanted him to go. You know, leaving your people, leaving your country, leaving all that behind, going to the land I show you was about stepping into the unknown. It really is. There were so many things that Abraham didn't know what the future looked like. He didn't know who he was going to meet. He didn't know where he was going to live. But he went because he had, the, he had God's word and he chose to be obedient to God because he was all in for God. And I want to say today that if you are a Christian, God's calling us to be all in. And God is calling us to step into the unknown. Now, for most of us, God is not asking us to leave our family group or our country and, and, and go to a place he will show us. Most of us, he doesn't call that. He doesn't ask us to do that. But for some of us, he does. We have a, we have a family in our church, the Gibbon family. Craig and Jackie, Jackie Gibbon, some 20 years ago, Craig has now unfortunately passed away. But 20 years ago, they went to Singapore, to Egypt, to India, and they spent 20 years of their lives on the mission field as they were obedient to God, as our God led them. And, and God asked some people to do that. But for most of us, he doesn't ask us to leave, but he still asks us to step into the unknown. And into the unknown. God asks every believer to step into the unknown. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Well, the Bible gives us very specific instructions and, and they're very, gen, very general for every Christian. And if you're a Christian, God wants us to follow the teachings of his Bible, of, of his word. They are teachings that we see in the New Testament. They are teachings that we are called to live out. And God speaks specifically to believers about stepping into the unknown. Let me give you some examples. God wants us to forgive people. And for some people, this can be stepping into the unknown. You know, maybe someone has hurt you and, and, and they've hurt you deeply, maybe recently or, or some weeks, months, even years ago. And you're carrying resentment, you're carrying bitterness in your heart. 
and God wants you to forgive and you think to yourself, but, 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 but they've treated me so poorly. They deserve me to be angry with them because they owe me. They owe me something because of what they've taken from me because of the hurt they've caused me. And that hurt, that resentment, that bitterness can actually become part of who you are so that you carry this around against that person. You've carried it for some time. But when you come to God's word and his word says forgive, you forgiving that person is like you stepping into the unknown. It's about releasing them from what they owe you. It's about releasing the bitterness and resentment and it means living differently, having a different attitude towards that person. And that can be scary because you're stepping into the unknown. Another example is where you've, you've hurt somebody and the reality is we've all done it. And God's word's also clear that if we've hurt someone, we need to go and apologize to them. And friends, this can also be us stepping into the unknown. We've, we are recognized we've done the wrong thing. We know it's right to go back and apologize to them. But then we go, but how are they going to treat me? What if they don't accept my apology? What if they yell at me and tell me that I'm a bad person and tell me about the hurt they've caused them? Maybe it's an awkward experience, a difficult experience. Friends, that's stepping into the unknown, but yet that is the thing that God wants us to to do. He wants us to forgive others. And when we get it wrong, he wants us to ask for forgiveness. He wants us to do the things he asks us to do. Another example is around sharing our faith. The Bible is clear that God wants us to share our faith, what God has done in our life with people who don't know him. Again, it's us stepping into the unknown. How are they going to treat me if I, if I tell them that I'm a Christian? What's their attitude going to be like towards me? Are they going to treat me differently? Are they going to be my friends anymore? Are they going to ridicule me? Are they going to put me down? It's, but we're called to share our faith, and that is stepping into the unknown. Another example is the Bible in the New Testament talks about how we use our finance. The Bible talks about the tithe. The Bible talks about being generous. And that can be stepping into the unknown. As we give our money, it means that it's given and we no longer have it. What if the car breaks down? What if something comes up? How, if I give this money, it's less me saving money towards a house. It's going to push me back. As we give, we're stepping into the unknown, but that is the thing that God wants us to do. Friends, God is calling us as Christians to step into the unknown. And as we do that, we are declaring to God, God, I am all in for you because I'm willing to step into the unknown for you. But it's not just what the Bible says clearly and generally to every believer where God speaks. God speaks individually to people. We call it the, uh, the Arima word or, or the spirit word where, where God gives a specific message to somebody. I've had many experiences like this in my life. Let me give you a couple. Um, one story I've shared many times with this church because it relates directly to this church is how I became the pastor of this church. One day, I was, it, was, it was 2007, I was on staff a day a week here. I was, I was teaching in a school full time as a music teacher. And it was late in 2007 and God said to me, Nathan, you'll be leading the church next year. And I was shocked at what's that? But just after that, the pastor resigned and I became the leader of this church. And friends, that was me stepping into the unknown. I had never been a pastor before. I was stepping into things I didn't know. I was stepping into a church where the church had a history of beating up pastors and and the leadership had got rid of a number of pastors before me and I was stepping into that environment. I was stepping away from a, a, a guaranteed forever job in the Department of Education into a job where you're the pastor, where the church can get rid of you at any time. It's a risky step, but I was willing to do it because I believe the Lord had called me to it. 
I wanted to step into the unknown because I am a person who is all in for God. Now, that doesn't mean I get it right all the time. I'm not perfect. And sometimes I get it wrong. But there is a desire in me and a deliberateness to obey him and be all in. Another example is around our Preston's campus. When I first started leading LifeGate back in 2008, I sat with the Lord and I said, Lord, um, speak to me from your word about how you want me to lead. And the Lord gave me from Joshua chapter 1, where, where God says to Joshua, be strong and courageous, let nothing move you, do not turn to the right or to the left. And, and, and that's what I did, particularly in my first year of ministry. It was a difficult year. I had bust-ups with, with, with the key leaders. And I was strong and courageous and I stood my ground and, and I got through that time. But Joshua chapter 1 also talks about getting people ready to, to, to cross over, the, over the, the Jordan River into the Promised Land. And that didn't make any sense to me. I didn't know what, what that was about. But about three or four years ago, God spoke to me when I was praying to him. And he said to me, Nathan, the, the our Jordan River is the George's River for us, which then led me to think that what, what our God wants me to do is prepare people to send them over the other side of the George's River to plant churches, to, to influence that community. And out of that came the, our Preston's campus where we took on that Liverpool West Church of Christ. We sent people there. I sent some of the people that had been with me for many years, the people that I trusted, some of the core people of that church, and sent them over there to see that church thrive. And friends, again, that was stepping into the unknown. What does it mean for the Padstow campus, me sending those people, those core people that I'd been with for many years to that new camp was going to leave a big hole? And it did. And it took us a couple of years to recover at the Padstow campus. It meant what does it mean for, for me to lead two campuses and release leaders? It's much more difficult to lead two than one. And there was all these things about the people and the community and how's it all going to work and how are we going to financially do it? It was stepping into the unknown, but because God spoke to me about getting people ready to cross over the river, I believed it was what the Lord wanted, and so we did it. Friends, if you're a Christian, God's desire for you is that you are all in. And all in means stepping into the unknown. That is what God wants you to do. But the question I have for, for, for me and maybe you today is this, how do we do it? How do we step into the unknown? How do we make those steps of obedience to God when, when, the, when the future is uncertain? How do we do it when we're feeling anxious and nervous about the future? How do we step into the unknown? Well, let me show you what it, it says about Abraham. In Hebrews 11, it talks about the people of old, the people of faith, and celebrates them because of their faith. And this is what it says in verse 8 about Abraham. By faith, there's the key, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. <laughs> that points back to Genesis chapter 12, that first five verses. By faith. How do we step into the unknown, friends? It is by faith. The word faith means to trust, to believe in, to rely upon, to surrender to God. It's putting our trust in Him, knowing that He will carry us, that He will hold us, that He has our future set out, planned out, and all we need to do is be obedient to Him. 
You know, God made many promises to Abraham. Back to that passage in Genesis 12, he says, I will make you a great nation through his descendants. And that was before he had any children. He was 75 years old. He didn't have any kids. His wife was also past childbearing age and they didn't have any kids. That was a promise that didn't make any sense in the natural. But with God, all things are possible. He says, I will bless you. I will make you a name great. We're still talking about Abraham today and you will be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you. I'll curse those who curse you. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And commentators believe that verse 3 is pointing to Jesus, that the whole world will be blessed through you, that one of his descendants, Abraham's great, 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 all the way down, grandson is Jesus. God made promises to Abraham. And because of the promises, he could stand firm on what God had said. God's made promises to me. Therefore, I can step out in faith, knowing that God is going to make a way, knowing that my future in God is secure, that he's going to look after me. I have a future. It's going to be okay. And friends, just like God made promises to Abraham, God makes promises to us in the new covenant, in the new testament that are for us today. Friends, we can step out into the unknown because of the promises God has made for us today. Let me give you some of those promises. In Romans 8, it says, God works for the good of those who love him and been called according to his purpose. God works for the good. He has all, we have all these seasons and situations in our life. God somehow brings good out of it for our benefit, for our, for, for us that we may fulfill our purpose. It says in Philippians 4.19 that God will supply all our needs according to his riches in glory. In Hebrews 13, it says God will never leave us, nor will he forsake us. In um, James 1, it says if we lack wisdom, we're to ask God who will give wisdom to us generously. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, it says that the God of comfort will comfort us in our sorrows. In Colossians 3, it says that God has forgiven us for our sin. In John 3.16, it says, God loved the world so much that he gave his son that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. It says in um, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, that if we are tempted, that God will give us a way out so that we, so that we don't have to fall into that temptation. Friends, God has made many, many promises for us. Promises about our future, that he will never leave us, that he'll provide for us, that if we put our trust in him, we have eternal life, that our sin is forgiven, our relationship with God is restored. And because of these promises, friends, we can step into the unknown. We can step into the things that God has for us. Abraham showed he was all in because of his willingness to step into the unknown. And it's also true for us. If you want to be a Christian who is known as one who is all in, where Jesus is Lord of your life, you need to be willing to step into the unknown and be obedient to God. Even when you're unsure of what the, what the future looks like, when you're feeling uncertain, we need to be willing to step in knowing the promises God has for our lives. He is trustworthy. We can trust Him. So as we come to the end of this message, Here's a question for you. What step is God asking you to take? God spoke to Abraham and he said, I want you to leave your people, your culture, your nation and go to the place I will show you. And then he gave promises and Abraham went. And the Bible is clear that God has spoken to every believer generally about forgiving, about um, forgiving others, asking for forgiveness, sharing your faith, 
giving financially. And there's many other instructions in the New Testament about the things that God wants us to do. And those things can, can be uncertain for us. It can be like we're stepping into the unknown. But they're the things that God asks, God wants us to do. But then there's the Rema word, the spirit word that's given to individuals like God gave me about leading LifeGate Church, like God gave me about taking on churches on the other side of the Georges River. There's the re- there is the Rema word, the spoken word to the individuals. What has God spoken to you about that he wants you to step into? As you read the scriptures, what are the instructions that God is asking you to do that you need to step into that you haven't not yet stepped into? What are the words that God has spoken to you that he wants you to do that you have not done yet? What are those things? What step is God asking you to take? I want you to take 30 seconds and pause. I'm going to wait about 30 seconds. I'm going to give you some time to pray and reflect on the step that God is asking you to do. And once the Holy Spirit reveals it to you, if you need to ask God to forgiveness for not doing it, do that. Ask God to forgive you for not taking that step. But then pray a prayer that God will give you what you need to take the step of obedience that you would take the step into the unknown because you want to make a declaration that you are all in for God. Take 30 seconds. Father, I want to pray for every person, every believer that's watching this. Father, no doubt you just revealed to people the areas where you want them to step, the areas where you've spoken to them about stepping out into the unknown. Father, I pray that Every believer, Lord, will be deliberate, will have a desire, as I said before, a desire to be obedient to you and then be deliberate to be be obedient to you, God. Father, I pray that by your spirit that you would enable them to be obedient, give them what they need to step out and fulfill your will. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you're watching this message today and you've not yet committed your life to Jesus, you know, this question, what step is God asking you to take? Friends, the first step, is for you to commit your life to Him. For you to recognize that you have messed up, you have sinned, and that you need a Savior. And that God has made a way for you to be saved, and it's through Jesus' death and resurrection. And if you want to become a Christian today, if you want to take that step of putting your trust in God, I'm going to pray a prayer, and I encourage you to pray this prayer after me. Father in heaven, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that He died for me and rose from the dead. God, I'm sorry for my wrongdoing, please forgive me. I choose to follow Jesus all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you just prayed that prayer, I encourage you to click on the prayer box and someone who's online will be able to pray with you and help you take some next steps. If you're watching this in one of our physical facilities, I encourage you to come to the front and pray with one of the people in our prayer team when the MC invites the prayer team forward. Because becoming a Christian is the best step, the, the best decision you can, you can ever make. And it's the first step in the journey of living a life that is all in for God. And we want to help you live a life that follows Him, that pleases Him. If something that's been said today has encouraged you, has stirred in you, I encourage you to get prayer. If you're watching online, click on the prayer tab. If you're in one of our physical facilities, come forward for prayer. And and allow the people to pray with you because when we pray, God moves. God changes. God changes mindsets. God changes hearts. He changes habits. He changes attitude. God changes when we pray. I encourage you to get prayer. Take that step 
step take the step into the unknown. And let's be people who God wants us to be. Thanks for being part of this. See you again next week.